0: Hi, I'm Colin. On this 413th episode of the MWA podcast, Sean, Mark, and myself are asking Chris Scores the five questions. And if you want to hear more about Chris, be sure to check out his interview on episode 412. So, welcome back to the show, Chris. Hey, guys. Well, before we get started with the five questions, do we have a Patreon shout out?
1: We sure do. We like to give a big thanks to our Patreon supporters. Today, we're going to give a shout out to Katie Thompson. Katie, thank you for your support. And if you, dear listener would like to support the MWA podcast, please go to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. Yes. Thanks, Katie. And, uh, Katie.
0: Yeah. And all the work you do with the, uh, woodworking for women, it's absolutely fantastic work. So keep it up. We need to have her back on soon. It's been, it's been a while. So,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: but, um, let's go ahead and get into
1: the five questions. So
2: Sean, start us
1: off. Hit you off with the first one. How did you get into woodworking?
2: Uh, I was dragged into it. Um, My parents were homesteaders uh, in rural Arkansas, and we bought 84 acres off the grid. And uh, we built two houses there, and the first house we built entirely by hand. And my parents uh, went to the Shelter Institute in Bath, Maine, to learn how to do hippie hand tool woodworking, (laughs) and they uh, dragged us all into the woods outside uh, Hackett, Arkansas, and uh so that's where i learned to you know use a crosscut saw learned to use a brace because learned to swing a hammer of course but uh dig fence posts and all that um so that was our introduction to it and we had a a a shop in town that had some electric tools uh but we were there every weekend uh on the farm uh building and i absolutely hated it which is why i (laughs) left for chicago uh and uh then as soon as i uh, graduated college i just it was in my blood and i started taking classes at the university of kentucky in handwork and and here we are did did you find
1: that when you were taking those classes that it quickly harkened back to the skill you built as a as a kid
2: no using a craftsman dull handsaw and using a backsaw have almost nothing to do with each other i uh, you know i thought right. oh yeah I, I i'm gonna ace this class and uh you know i was getting smoked so it was uh, i'm not a natural anyway but uh it, it was no it was it, it's always been unpleasant <laughs> to learn but it's uh, always been a hard road awesome Fantastic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. Uh,
0: let me ask you this. So, what is your favorite tool? Now, we'll have to say our limit is twenty-three,
1: but uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. of the week, of the day, of all time. Sure.
2: Um, I have two. One is a little wooden marking gauge that I made based on one from Rubo um, that I use every day. That has is set up to do inside and outside curves. And oh, the one marks. with the half dowels on it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I use that thing like I, that's in my hand most of the days. And it is almost, you know, it's it's gone from white maple to almost, you know, walnut in color just from all the staining. And I just, I just, it's just such a perfect tool. And it's so lovely that I made it and it still sucks. I mean, it's not a beautiful tool, but it's just a perfect. And uh, my Lee Nielsen 60 and a half block plane, I've almost worn all the paint off of it. And it was the first decent <laughs> plane I bought back in the nineties. I bought it from Japan woodworker back when it was a thing. Um and saved up forever for it. And I'm on my third blade with that plane. And so it's it's really just uh just love it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: Well I will ask you this. Um since, you know, being a chairmaker, um, we kind of get um, you know, we're, we're drill bit aficionados enthusiasts, <laughs> fetishists. I don't know what, what, but something like that. Exactly. I, I lean more toward that latter explanation. But anyway, what is your favorite cordless drill? I noticed in the video you were using a couple, but uh, just just wondered what, what Chris recommends out there.
2: Yeah, I have the DeWalt 18, uh, the 18 volt one that they make in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a metal gearbox. It is. Uh, I mean, I I I struggle because you know I've had a lot of issues with Dewalt tools in the past. We used to call them yep. default, uh, mm-hmm. and but this tool is just so freaking perfect. It's um, it has more power than any cordless drill I've been uh, used. It'll ream oak. I can ream white oak seats. <laughs> with- <laughs> and it will not complain. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. I mean, I don't have any other drill that can do that. So I have a couple of those. And then I also have one of the mil- little Milwaukee uh, ones that use the M12 batteries. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that because it's so small and mm-hmm. I can get between stretchers. I can go places that the big drills can't. So those, uh, those are the two drills I use the most. Okay. And I never thought I would be in a cordless drill aficionado, but. You know i can't i i have too much tendonitis to use a brace for chair making anymore yes. <laughs> there you go yes. yeah, handy too hey did you have the tennis
0: elbow or the uh or the uh, golfers yeah tennis so tennis, a lot of- yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have the golfers the inside of the uh thing so yeah yeah it, it's it's an issue but anyway it
1: sucks. so uh, yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah. so Back, back to, like, you know, your personal influences. Who has influenced you the most in woodworking?
2: Um, well, one person, a dead guy named uh, Charles Hayward, who uh, mm. was editor of The Woodworker from the 30s up until the 70s, uh, probably the most legendary woodworking editor, did it all. And uh, brilliant, uh, traditionally trained, uh, could write, could photograph, could draw, could write, could just write beautifully and clearly. Uh, He is who I look up to when I write and um, try to write properly. And then John Brown, uh, a Welsh chairmaker who introduced me to stick chairs, never met him, was probably a very difficult man to be around from everything I've heard from him. Mm -hmm. But uh, his writing and the passion that he wrote uh, with it convinced me that woodworking writing didn't have to be boring. Like everything... Uh, I had read up until I read John Brown was sort of dry as a popcorn fart, and uh, he is just <laughs> his writing was just like on fire, and that's when I realized that you know that would be a good thing for woodworking if people could mm-hmm. work with, with with more passion. And so I've just kind of let it all hang out from that moment forward.
1: oh, that's awesome yeah. did did you ever get a chance to work with Hayward or meet him or? No, no, no. Hayward died
2: in 99, and I know people, a lot of people who knew him. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, in the the 90s when John Brown was alive and Hayward was alive, there really wasn't much of an internet. And so, like, the idea of reaching out to someone in Wales was as foreign to me as reaching out to someone on the moon at the time. Now Mm -hmm. it (laughs) seems totally Uh, achievable.
0: yeah. 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 Wow. That That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for folks out there, uh, Chris Williams book that lost art press uh, publishes has a number of articles from John Brown,
2: which mm-hmm. are absolutely fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My favorite is now I'm on my fifth wife
2: and <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funniest thing I will tell you is I have a copy of one of John Brown's books and uh, in, in the original one. And you open up the cover on yep. the inside. It says for Marnie from John Brown written in his and Marnie, was one of his wives, uh, <laughs> and so she sold it. <laughs> she, like after she divorced him, she sold this book. Oh my uh, gosh! And I got it from a British seller. Yeah, and uh, so it, I and I had it confirmed that that was one of uh, one of the women that he was married to. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that that's my that's my star. star, star. Well, that Sorry. that's awesome. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah that that's in the secret cellar. Under lock and key, yes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, not really, but yeah. <laughs> well, what has been your uh, biggest stumbling block in woodworking
2: or anything? Um, yeah, that I yeah that question I've I've read heard that so many times and so many people have so many good answers and it's uh, for me it's just uh, I know the answer's right and i still won't do it is is kind of the thing mm-hmm. i yeah mm-hmm. i know the path i need to follow as a person or as a woodworker or as a writer and i just refuse absolutely just dig my heels in and refuse to do it even though i i know i should and a business, any, man i'm sorry
0: Profitable
2: businessman? <laughs> oh, yeah, so profitable. Uh, no, I just like I, I like I can see the answer and I know the answer, but I just won't do it. And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't. I'm sure there's a name for it, uh, is besides stupidity. But um, I just get like I, I just get resistant to the right answer uh, for some reason, and it's just, it's the dumbest thing in the world. And uh, I mean, an example is like. Um, uh, like chip breakers, many years ago, I was really resistant to using chip breakers in in hand planes. And I was much more into using higher angles and using a fine mouth to reduce tear out with my hand planes. And, you know, even after I read um, all the I mean, this is way before all the crap on the Internet came out about it. But I had seen the Japanese films and I had read all this research that that, you know, completely convinced was completely convincing that uh, these that chip breakers could do this if you placed it right up against the iron and i wouldn't even i wouldn't do it you know i just mm-hmm. i wouldn't do it i was just like uh you know stubborn and not in a good way and then when i do it i, I kick myself and i totally admit that i'm an idiot but um mm-hmm. i do that every time you know i just mm-hmm. i'm just i just repeat that over and over and over again and make that mistake a thousand mm-hmm. times
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah
0: well i think you mentioned that in uh, the uh, sick chair book in the back about the hard
2: felt will yeah, 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 exactly. I, I mean, I just resisted stuff that obviously <laughs> yeah. worked. And yeah. uh, I think a lot of us do this and we don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we don't admit it. And I do admit it that I'm a, a moron when it comes to that. And so I've oh, just yeah. tried to like be aware of that and say, yeah. like, okay, well, I should just, I should just go and embrace, I should run towards these things mm-hmm. and fail really quickly. Uh, like, have you ever tried that? Like one thing I'm stuck on now, and I'll just say it now, have you tried this unicorn bevel? thing? Have you heard about this? Nope. Unicorn bevel? Look What's it that? up sometime. Okay. That's, yeah, look up the unicorn bevel and then get back to me. But, you know, that's just one of those other things that I've been really stuck on is I won't do this. And I, I have the equipment for it. And uh, it's is just it, a way of making a, an edge that is super durable, but also... Um, a uh, fairly low angle. Uh, it's it, and if it works, it's it's amazing. But just look it up, and then we'll we'll do another show later about the unicorn bevel. But yeah, it's an yeah. example of how moron I am. The the name itself evokes the impossibility
0: of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've heard the I've heard the term, but I can't think about
2: exactly what it is. It's a super, uh, super micro bevel. It's a tiny, tiny high uh, bevel, high angle micro bevel on a tool. And so it's, uh, that's put on with a a felt wheel um, uh, with a polishing. And it uh, allows an edge to be very durable because it's really high angle. But also uh, the uh, cutting properties more obey the primary bevel. Uh, So it's not like you have a 50 degree uh, angle chisel you have mm-hmm. a five degree angle chisel but it happens to have the durability of a 50 degree uh, micro bevel um but you know i've just resisted it i've just been like i screw that the micro be- <laughs> the, the unicorn bevel sounds dumb and uh, <laughs> so i'm gonna like oh, i'm just gonna do my own thing but that that's, yeah. Me.
1: that's yeah. me yeah interesting
0: yeah and i've also seen a a couple articles about using a, a buffing <laughs> wheel you know like sharpening to a thousand yeah. grit and then using a, a one of the cotton buffing wheels to get it in though so i don't know if that would impart the unicorn bevel by using the buffing wheel kind of right maybe well it's hard to hold the
2: tool yeah, uh, yeah. to the buffing wheel. like if you look at it it's a really radical way that they show it to the to the buffing wheel. Yeah, that creates the level but um it, it it's fascinating you know and i should mm-hmm. and i am very interested in it but i'm also just you know won't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, very, and i read every single word on the internet about it but i won't do it you know what's wrong with me okay that's what, that, and to that me that's it's that's a thing it that feels like, like a if it's, gimmick
1: yeah if it's hard to achieve it seems like yeah. a gimmick it's like eh, maybe it's not necessary there's there's many mm-hmm. other ways of achieving similar results without like trying to fight for something that's hard to find you know Man, like, well,
2: these are all the same rationalizations I go through, and it's so just I mean, a stupid, easy thing. You know, it's a five minute thing of walking yeah. out and going and done, yeah, yep, and done. Yeah, so that's that's me. That's how so,
0: so next year we'll look for the sharpen this part two book, <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah,
2: unicorn <laughs> level this. <laughs>
1: So maybe possibly related in our final question of the evening, how has the internet influenced your work other than searching for unicorn bubbles?
2: Oh yeah. 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 Um, well, I wouldn't have this business if it weren't for the internet. I mean, I, you couldn't run a micro publishing business like we do without the internet. So thank you, internet. Thank you, Al Gore (laughs) for inviting it. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you. But, um, yeah, I, obviously the internet has influenced our, our the the fact that we exist. Um, obviously, it's also made our job a lot harder uh, because when I started out woodworking in the 1970s, um, you know there was no information. We had you know a book from Graham Blackburn, and that's how we learned to sharpen our saws and there was nothing else uh, period and then James Carnoff came out with some books and fine woodworking and all that mm-hmm. and then by the 90s when i was in it it was uh, there was some more information and then it went from well you know the way it went it went yeah. to so much information that it's 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 worse than no information right mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah so that's where we are yeah um, it, it's been it's it's been great but it's it's also been you know dangerous in a lot of ways you know for the craft i think
1: yeah yeah i think i think it's so important especially in in what is since youtube came out uh the ability to parse what is good information out of all the information is a skill that everyone has to work on because you can't just take Mm -hmm. the first click and and believe it necessarily there's so many things and everybody's an expert and all this other stuff i mean there's yeah it's kind of wild
0: Well, it's that way about everything—not only woodworking.
1: Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Media literacy, media literacy is, (laughs) Mm, (laughs) uh social media literacy. Yeah, Yeah. it's 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 a real problem, and Mm -hmm. it is with us uh, with with woodworking. So, um, but I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't go back. I don't
1: think. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I'm hoping that people, if you know. They they have some enjoyment out of woodworking. They will start to look deeper. They'll find yourself. They'll find find woodworking magazine. They'll find those kind of things. And I think that's that's what's important. That you know the people that are into the craft will eventually find you. And that's one of the things that I think is fascinating uh, about woodworking in the twenty twenties. Is you know what was it? Uh, I think uh, one of the woodworking Americas is like you know this hobby is going to die. <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, the whole yeah, craft is yeah. going to die. Yeah, what's we're all the, what's age the future? Out. Yeah, and now it's totally the opposite. We got all these people yeah. coming in, and what's really amazing? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be a little conceited, but you know, in the uh, chairmaking world, um, I mean, the amount of chairmakers in the last five years is just incredible as far as the interest in it and people wanting to do it, and it's it's fabulous. It's the pen turning of
2: the of the twenty of the new century, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: so much more useful. You know, yes. maybe not as quick to reproduce. Oh come on. man!
2: Yeah. it's pen turning. No, it's the pen. Yeah, I I I love chair making. Obviously, it's all that I've been yeah. thinking about since the nineties, and finally, y'all have caught up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I I think chair making has been dependent on a uh, really tightly controlled flow of information uh, uh, and and the internet has blown that open. And so it's made it from something that was seemed a secret to a lot of people and was a secret uh, and was protected even up into, you know, the 2000s is now something that everyone can have access to and enjoy. Uh, and so, yeah, it is It is one of the great things about the internet, that democratizing of information. And it has, has exploded parts of uh, the craft that never would have, such mm-hmm. as uh, chairman. Yeah. As
1: previously yeah. mentioned, uh, you know, Curtis Buchanan producing plans that are available on PDF online. Like, that's huge. Yeah. Like, well, like well, those kind of things never would Yeah, Well, before.
0: Curtis Buchanan's whole YouTube channel right? Is like... Uh, incredible that he just put out all that information you know for free and mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely you know if you want to build a chair uh you can buy his plans and uh you know just hit that youtube channel and yeah you know you can you can turn out a chair now is it going to be perfect is it going to be like if you took a class with him or or uh w- one of his uh, associates no it's not but um you you will be able to make a chair so
1: right it's fabulous
2: yeah
1: no it was not possible
2: 10. in the nineties.
1: Yeah, no, right. not at all.
2: Yeah, so. speaking personally,
1: yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I would have been all over that shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I yeah had I would have been I would have been in heaven. So,
1: mm-hmm. uh, nah, you I, can't play the what if game. We're here now because of what we went through, right? And this,
2: no, they, no. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go right. back.
1: Right. That's right.
0: Well, with that said, so Chris, where can folks find you on the interwebs? They can find us at Lost Art Press. Dot .com. Fantastic. Wonderful. Mark, what about yourself? You can find me either at plate11.com or jointeffort.net. How about you, Kyle? You can always find me on Instagram at barton.co or bbcustomtools, bbcustomtools.com, and on YouTube under bbcustomtools or Kyle Barton. Sean, what about yourself?
1: Much simpler than that. I'm Sean W 78 Find me. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please
0: subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.